Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening and welcome. This is Brooke Volk, your host and assistant writer to Ken Vernon, the inspired author of the book and the ebook Revelation of Revelation, a total fraud. And what you're about to hear on tonight's episode of Revelation of Revelation, it's one that has never been before revealed until now in this audio format here on TalkShoe. We invite you to listen in now as we introduce the program topic on this one-of-a-kind program where it is the scripture that speaks the truth through the in-depth scripture studies of Ken Vernon. And when directing your browser to the website, it's revelationofrevelation.com. If you haven't already, place an order for your copy in the ebook or printed version, also available on your favorite book outlets such as Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and other book sites. Revelation of Revelation, a total fraud. And now the author, Ken Vernon, and this episode's Reveal Truth Explained. Good evening, Ken. Good evening, Brooke. Everyone, uh, we thank you all for listening, for joining us tonight. We will conclude this portion of In My Father's House, proving to you from the Scriptures that that passage found in John chapter 14, verse 2, is nothing but another fraudulent passion, fraudulent passage placed in the Bible by the people who have that special agenda of teaching people that dead people go to heaven. That is just not true that is simply so contrary to all the scriptures. And I often will tell people, always remember what the Apostle Shaul, that is Saul in the English Bible, reminded the church in Corinth that if the dead rise not, eat and drink for tomorrow we die. It's as simple as that. Everyone awaits the resurrection of the dead. But tonight, we will continue looking at in my father's house. I will show you from the scriptures that, well, let me read that for you from Solomon's prayer at the dedication of the temple. And we can find that in 1 Kings chapter 8 and beginning, I will begin in 8 
and in verse 22. And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord. I'm bringing this to you from the King James. And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. And he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth beneath, who keepest covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart, who has kept with thy servant David my father, that thou promised him, that thou promised them, thou speakest also with thy mouth, and has fulfilled it with thine hand, as it is this day. This is, as I said at the beginning, Solomon's prayer at the dedication of the temple, which is called the Father's house. He continues, Therefore, now, Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David my father, that thou promised him, saying, There shall not fail thee a man in thy sight to sit on the throne of Israel, so that thy children take heed to their way, and that they walk before me as you have walked before me. And now, O God of Israel, let thy word, I pray thee, be verified, which thou speakest unto thy servant David my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain thee, much less this house that I have built. Yet, have you respect unto the prayer of thy servant and to my supplication and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and to the prayer which thy servant prays before thee this day, that thine eyes may be opened towards this house night and day, even towards the place which thou hast said, My name shall be there. Did you catch that? the Father's house where his name will be there. The Father's house is a place where the Father's name dwells. It's not a place in any heavenly place. As Solomon said earlier, the heaven of heavens could not contain him. So how can a man build a house in the heaven of heavens? This is Solomon speaking here, the one who was commissioned to build a temple instead of his father David. Let me continue in verse 30. And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people Israel when they shall pray towards this place. And hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place. See where he lives? In heaven. And when you hear, forgive. I won't continue too much more in Solomon's prayer. If you have a desire to really learn more about that dedication ceremony from King Solomon, I suggest you go to 1 Kings chapter 8 and read 
also chapter 9, because you will also see why his house, that place where his name dwelled centuries upon centuries ago, is no longer sitting on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. Let me bring you a few more passages from the New Testament this time, once again, regarding the uh, expression or the phrase, my father's house. Here we have, beginning in John chapter 2 and verse 16, Messiah said to the people who sold doves in the temple, on the temple grounds, he said, take these things hence and make not my father's house and house of merchandise. Here were the people of his day who had no regard for father's house and they were treating it as just some common marketplace that passage of scripture once again is in direct conflict with what's written in chapter 14 where the lying pen of the the people who tamper with the scripture says, in my father's house there are many mansions. Nothing of the kind is true. Once you have gone about the business and pull these scriptures that speak about the father's house, you will see that that was just another fraudulent passage by the people whose agenda it was to scare people into doing their bidding by telling them if they're not good, then they'll go, they'll go to hell when they die. Another fraudulent place, there is no place called hell. The scriptures nowhere said that the Creator made a place called hell. That's for another study. Tonight, let me continue because I will show you once again that there are other passages of scriptures which speak of the Father's house. In Malachi, for example, Malachi chapter 3, and he says in verse 8, Would a man rob Elohim? This is coming to you from the ISR, by the way, the inter- Internet International, the Institute for Scripture Research. Would a man rob Elohim? Yet you are robbing me. But you said, in what have we robbed you? And he answers, he said, in tithe and in offerings. He said, you have cursed me with a curse, for you are robbing me. This whole nation, all of it, this is the prophet Malachi speaking to the children of Israel in his day, or to the house of Europe. Creator continues, he says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, 
and let there be food in my house. Did you catch that? He says once again, in my house, the place that was built by Solomon, which was also later destroyed, but it, it's the house that was built by Solomon where the priests would live, where the tribe of Levi would be found in multitudes because they were the tribe that was commissioned by the Most High to bring the, the Torah to the children of Israel. They would not have to go to school and be educated to be able to understand what's in the Torah because he gave the job to the tribe of Levi. And that was their job, to administer the Torah in Israel. Again, over the years, you and I, and I'm sure you grew up in a Christian community, you were subjected to many of the same kind of indoctrination. As I grew older and got more into my Bible, I discovered that most of what I was taught in my Christian walk were things that were handed down for generations. Handed down by the people who didn't realize that those things were not written in their Bibles. They also didn't realize the fraudulent passages that were put in the Bibles. And I must say, on their behalf, there was no way for them to know that they were dealing with a bunch of fraudulent teachings. I've been down that road. You've been down that road. Most of us, as I said before, who walk in a Christian community have actually been taught traditional values about the Bible and not the things of the Bible, especially the Hebrew Bible. The Old Testament, for example, which is virtually discarded by all of Christianity, is the place that talks about the coming of the New Covenant. So without the Old Testament, the New Covenant means absolutely nothing. Anyway, let me continue with tonight's program. These passages which speak of the Father's house repeatedly throughout, throughout the entire Old Testament and New Testament show us right from the Scriptures that the Father's house is not a place in heaven where good people go when they die as my Sunday school teacher taught me, and I shared that with everyone in our last program. We, today, must come to realize that we are at that place in time where the truth from the scriptures that are coming forward from our Bibles today is of the utmost importance. Why do I say that? It's very simple. Messiah prayed for his servants in the first century. And he said, Sanctify them 
by thy truth. Thy word is truth. That was his prayer to the Father the evening before he was crucified. Now one might say, but I believe. Well, sorry. Belief is not enough. Belief is a starting place. Messiah told the people who believed in him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We must come to the knowledge of the truth at this time, just as we have brought the book of Revelation, showing you that it is a fraudulent work, because the time draws near the time of the coming of the kingdom of heaven to this earth. And those who have been called and those who have been sanctified are the people who will be who will discover that great change from mortal to immortal when the Messiah comes. We today must know the truth. The people of a hundred years ago, two hundred, three hundred, it didn't matter if they didn't know the truth. The truth is primary, is permanent, uh, pertinent to the members, to the believers of this day, simply because without it, we cannot be sanctified. When the trumpet sounds, you want to be in the place where you are found worthy of that absolute, unbelievable, unbelievable, unprecedented event where mortals become immortal beings, just like the Creator with a body, just like the Creator. You can find that in the book of Philippians. You can find that in Romans chapter 8, where the the congregation of the... The congregation members today are the people who are the sons and daughters that are soon to be born. In Romans chapter 8, the scriptures tell us that all this upheaval in the world today, these horrendous events, geological events that are destructive in nature, all these earthquakes, they are birth pangs, just waiting for an event that comes about next year. Next year, the kingdom of heaven comes to this earth. The church or the congregation of the Most High must be sanctified at this time in order to qualify for that change. If there are any questions, I'll take them at this time. If not, I'll go back to Brooke, and we'll see what Brooke has to say. Good evening once again, Ken, and thank those listeners who will be joining this program in the archived versions of the talk show format at any time. We do not know unless we hear from you if you do indeed have questions of the spiritual kind or other kind that can be related to an end time age, for example, which Ken briefly mentioned here at the end of this evening's program. Uh, We do live in those trying times, and it's quite evident that we have never experienced this in our histories. 
of how vast the knowledge is running rampant right now throughout the world. There's not an incident that can happen that others do not know about it if they are Internet connected within moments. Moments. Milliseconds does it travel around the globe. Something inconceivable in our wildest imagination, even to those who wrote fiction, space-age fiction stories of our youth. They could never dream how this vast universe is connected here on planet Earth through the product that started back Oh, whatever, it got its early starts in the military in the late 60s, 70s, 80s, but basically in the 90s when the ease of Internet through the traditional computers, not the fancier computers, but the ones that we put on our desktops. And then a few years went by and it made it more affordable that we could get desktops. And then it brought it down to tablet size. And then, of course, you see all the children today running around with their little phones or sized equipment like phones playing games. That is the rage of people spending millions of dollars on cartoonish games that have, I'll use the word sinister, backgrounds and to some of the themes of these games, the blood and gore. What is it teaching morality-wise? What have we lost as a people? Well, Scripture, and Ken is very able to talk about those things where we do lose the important things if we do not ask for guidance and understanding and the truth that sets us free from that. There are many religions today when there is a tragedy, they do pull together just like in small neighborhoods to help one another. That is lost when it comes to countries warring against countries. And then the unseen it's not battling on the battlefronts of years ago. It's not clear cut fighting for a reason and a, a a cause. It is random shootings in neighborhoods, cities, churches, movie theaters, where people congregate. It's sad. It is a world event bringing it closer to the United States. We've lived a relative peaceful time in our United States. We sent our military personnel off to other parts of this world and yet we've been spared the real grief of coming to our shores and yet it's not a war that we're looking at where it could be just missiles and planes and bombs of a airstrike or ship to shore it is in the hands and strapped onto the bodies of people that have no concern for what they're about to do in the name of their religion and it goes deeper and the psychologists of this world will never be able to figure it out however the scripture alludes to these times and we know here on Revelation of Revelation.com, we talk about different aspects of Scripture and Scripture teaching the truth about Scriptures. We see where the fallacies are. We saw where the tampering has been. We know the fallacies of the almost gospel. It's got to be the golden book that everything is said there must be the truth. We've been so ingrained with that, it's blasphemous to think otherwise. Yet, 
the leaders who have been seeking the truth have been seeing an open window, creak open ever so slightly, to see the blatant misrepresentation and the reasons behind it. So as we go forward with the revelation of revelation, it's not just about the book Revelation, but that was the key thing that Ken Vernon was inspired to see some years ago, and now other truths have been opened up. And that's what these weekly or monthly programs are about. No matter when you tap a archive program in the talk show format under Revelation or Revelation, we have a topic that is current. doesn't matter if it's the first one that we did or if it's the 70th one we did. It is current. You must take a listen randomly if you like and then another random on another episode and you can get the picture well my goodness i know that i went to sunday school and bible school and taught some church in the sense of giving a uh, non-denominational uh reading yeah we've had all this or we get up and we do a prayer for a a gathering a reunion or whatever or even a public official meeting they ask for a benediction or a prayer, and those who are standing out and think that they know the Bible a little bit, they're called on and they give what they know. But if you listen to most prayers, nobody, any congregation, any public meeting, what do they pray for? Thank you for this day, for the food that nourishes our bodies, and thank you for our leaders. In other words, it's rote. It is repetition. We've lived it. We, well, we have absorbed it and we have continued on the traditions of men. If we really want deeper prayer, we have to pause and think, and the words will come if you are seeking the truth. Prayer today can be so repetitious, and I know there's scriptures in the little black books that say that repetition is more or less a mockery to God. Do you think he can't understand or she or your belief in the creator and the spirit beings that they or he or she cannot understand the very first thought that you had for a concern for somebody else, but they preach it over and over and over again like must be a forgetful God, he must not or she understand. So we can divest and go off to many things from what Ken say. I'm a spokesman for the program. Ken is the inspiration firing thoughts that have been injected into that mind of his after many, many decades of putting his mind to the scriptures to understand it. For me, I've said it before, I come from the, wow, it is so over-empowering uh, to my mind to even begin to understand or comprehend all of this religious rhetoric that I've heard and grown up with. Certainly, they've got a simple way. There's got to be simple understanding. It's got to be built into us. If we just ask, a little light bulb will turn on. And where is that? Could it be the portion of the Holy Spirit? Well, we use these analogies. It goes and grows dim. All these new LED lights now that shine so bright from so little within. We have one of them LED lights within us. It's a light that just turns on a little bit more. A little bit more becomes brighter. And the truth is light. The truth is more encompassing to you as an individual, a family member, a leader of the people in whatever political stature you're in, you owe it to yourself to get that additional edge of understanding. 
Yeah, we look for it in newspapers, colleges, high schools, even right down to the levels of kindergartens being taught by other people. We forgot how to do it within ourselves, to ask within ourselves. And that's uh, another whole topic. Ken, I certainly did do about equal of uh, your scriptures tonight teaching. But ad-libbing is good, and, and my radio background and my somewhat uh, passions about what I talk about, I never know where I'm going with these ad-libs, and it just comes out based on how you you kicked an idea or a thought in my mind just before turning it over to me. But I'll go back to you now with some closing words before we finish this evening's program on Revelation of Revelation. Once again, listeners, we invite you to write to the Revelation of Revelation. Just Revelation or Revelation.com. You will find many articles in the blog section which all deal with the fraudulent things that you and I, all of the billions of people in Christianity were taught when we were children. I especially invite anyone to start with the programs Christianity from Rome, parts one and two, and go on to and they shall all be taught of Yahweh when you are finished with one and two. And you will be absolutely astounded to discover the scriptures that bring us an entirely different picture of what you and I and billions of Christians have been doing all our lives. So go to the website, you can even download most of the articles that are there if you want to just sit and read them in a quiet place and you're not really into turning on your computer. You can have them. You can make up a folder of your own with the many articles that are there. You can actually print them out. We bring you the truth because it is of the truth that sanctifies the believer, not just belief. You've got to go beyond the belief and come to the place of the knowledge of the truth, as Messiah said to the people of his day who believed in him. So again, go to the website, help yourself to all those programs, and ask us any question anytime. Simply go to contact and submit your questions, write an epistle, if you like, we will answer you. On that note, we'll thank you again for coming, and we'll say good night. Until the next episode, this is Brooke Volk, your host and assistant writer for Revelation of Revelation. Good evening.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.